the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. In the next hour, we're here for fun and frivolity. And um, I guess Is you want me to... Yeah. Yeah, I can't spell it, but yeah. I can use it, okay? Yeah. My wife, Renee, Sometimes is sitting here next to me. Sometimes you make things up, so I never know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do make I things up. That word I mean, my dad used to say, if... If BS was snow, you'd be a walking blizzard. He was very correct. And then my older brothers took the blizzard, and I've been known by my older brothers as blizzard. The blizzard. Yeah, since then. But if you want to challenge me, that's okay. We'll put a set of wrenches in front of you. You come on down to the shop, and we'll both (laughs) diagnose cars together. And we'll see who's who's. Now, John, I said something about I had seen John naked. Yeah, that's scary. Okay, all right. I don't... we played sports together, oh, okay? okay? So I, I'm just trying to use that as to saying to people, we are good friends. Yeah. We are good friends. I know. So, I mean, and yeah, I've, I've, I've seen him naked, <laughs> but I'm not using his last name, <laughs> okay, so it doesn't good. make any difference. Yeah. This portion of one of those is brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Bob and Ellen have run Larry Harker's Auto Repair, and Larry's been open since 1967. They do all kinds of stuff, brake work, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance. They do all that stuff, failed emissions. But what Bob really does the best is he likes it when you start the conversation off. I've had it to three different shops. I've spent a lot of money, and no one can find it or fix it. That's like waving the red flag in front of the bull. Mm-hmm. He has he has done a gr- wonderful job. He's at 38th Avenue and Indian School. So if you've got a car and you're going to start the conversation off, nobody can fix my car. Then you just drive over to 38th Avenue in Indian School and just give it to Bob. Now, Ellen runs the front counter, and, of course, she's not going to take you back and let you chew on Bob's ear for four four hours. But together, they're going to get your car taken care of. So that's that's, – oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. That's Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Been around since 67, 38th Avenue in Indian School, and I'm really proud to recommend Bob and Ellen there. All right, we're going to go to the phones. Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Hi, Mark. I just want to let you know that uh, during the break, Michelle had called back. Um, if if she said any bad words, are you going to re, re are you going to replay those? <laughs> well, she only mentioned that uh, she was laughing her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I like her already. That's I like right. her more than I did before. That's well, right. th- I, we were teasing Michelle last yeah, hour, yeah. and um, and and so it's okay. But thank you for that, Gil. Thank <laughs> you for that, and thank you for Thanks, calling Michelle, Michelle. Calling in, yeah. Because I won't worry about that for the next. Six and a half minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vince, you're up next, buddy. What can we do for you? Yeah, I have a question. We're going to be on vacation for about five weeks, and both our cars are going to be parked. One's a 2002 Honda Accord, and the other's a Lexus 2010 RX 350. And I'm debating if I need to do anything about 
or worry about the battery discharging. And I I know you're not you don't want to dis, disconnect the batteries because then you lose all the settings and everything else. Yep. Um, but what can you do otherwise? Well, um, nothing. I or think anything. you'll be just. I think you'll be fine. Um, if you're if you're if you're really worried, let me suggest, and I'm going to change your question, Mark. If you're going to be gone for a month, month and a half, what are you going to do with your wife's and your car? Well, her car, I'm going to p- park it out back by the barn. I'm going to leave the windows down. And I'm going to leave all kinds of food inside, so all the animals will eat up her interior. But <laughs> but in your cars, this is what I would suggest you consider. Let me answer your battery question first. Just leave it alone. It'll be fine. Just leave it alone. Okay. If you want to if you want to do this you here's plan b plan b is go fill it up with fresh gas have the oil changed store it with fresh oil store the gas tank full and have them take the batteries to the maximum inflation on the written on the side of the tire which is perfectly acceptable no the tires to the you said the batteries i'm sorry Uh, adjust (laughs) the bat or the tires to the maximum inflation written on the side of the sidewall of the tire so I don't think you need to park it on jacks. I don't think you need to put cut wood for it. I don't need sure. think you need any of that stuff. Just park it with full of gas and fresh oil in it, and it will love you for that. Well, I've got synthetic oil in both of them. Okay, then. Uh, then do I need to have to worry at all? No, it's a cost issue now, though. It, it, I, the answer is, is no, I don't want you to change the oil. That's okay. expensive oil. It will provide the protection. Now, I'm assuming that... On synthetic oil, the typical change is eight to 10,000 miles, so I'm hoping that you don't have 7,900 on the clock because if you do, then that oil is laden with lots of acid and lots of bad stuff. But if you're in the early stages of your synthetic oil, then I'm going to pass on that. Fresh gas. Yeah. Now, roll up your windows real tight and, uh, and just park it in your garage and you'll be fine. Okay. All right? Sounds good. Thank, Thank you. you. You betcha. You betcha. Walt, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. You've been helpful to me in the past, so I'm looking for some guidance now. Okay. I have a, a 2005 Toyota Tacoma, 93,000 miles on it. Just took it in the early part of this week to have an oil change and to have the transmission fluid uh, replaced. Okay. They did that. They installed a transmission kit and the necessary quarts of transmission fluid. Okay. I've had the car back now less than seven days. I've got maybe 200 miles on it, and on four or five different occasions, all of a sudden, I'm getting a, a, uh, a startling, jerking movement in the transmission. Now, I don't know what's causing that. I thought maybe that it would just dissipate over over time, but I just came from shopping now. I was at a dead stop at an intersection, had my foot on the brake, and sure enough, the car lurched forward. Okay. I, I think... I, I don't want to spend too much time on whose fault it is until we find out what it is. Now, for instance, if the fluid level was either too high or too low, where you're aerating the fluid because it's too high or we didn't properly check it, on, on it's on the low side, then we can deal with that. But we have to diagnose the problem first. Once we diagnose the problem, we'll know whose fault it is. This could be a plug wire. This could be an ignition malfunction. This could be an ignition switch problem. There's so many different things it could be other than something to do with the transmission and the transmission fluid. And normally, we have a slipping condition or we have, I take a a right turn, kind of fast, kind of sharp, and it goes into neutral and then it clunks back into gear. Those are the kind of symptoms that Mark Salem has had when his technicians mess up. 
But as mm-hmm. far as what you describe, I really, if you like the shop um, and you trust them to, to tell you the truth, I would take it back to them and I would say, this happened since the transmission service. I don't know if it's related, and neither will you until we find out what it is. So call me. Now, here's the deal. There has been times where we have done a water pump, and when we're done, the radio quit working. And and I'm telling you the truth, and I, I'm not going to sit at the front counter and tell somebody they're damn crazy to believe that I had anything to do. But in reality, when he did the water pump, he disconnected the aerial. He disconnected the aerial. He didn't do it on purpose. He was there working. So I said to him, you know, let me find out why the radio doesn't work. Is it the fuse? What is it? What is it? And then I said, okay, it didn't have the aerial connected. That's why it actually had AM but not FM. And so I just plugged it back in, and I checked all the different bands, and I'm really, really sorry. And please forgive me. Here's your keys. No charge. Yeah. And that's and sometimes okay. things happen, and you, you swear it's related, and it's just coincidentally the same time frame. And right. it's frustrating because you don't want to believe that it's some, this, you know, something different. That that happens to but, us a lot. Yeah. The, the, you but, know, but, Mark, would you, would you not say that something had to occur because of either neglect or whatever? on the part of the shop that took care of it. No, because no, no, no. Really. I, again, I, I, I suggest, see, see, we can't assign blame until we know, quote, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, you, 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 what happens if this ends up being some kind of a, a, a malfunction uh, in the engine co- or in the uh, passenger compartment of the car? What, how are we going to translate that to a transmission? So I know that, that there's a coincidence here, but no one knows whose fault it is until we find out what it is. And we have to find out what it is. And, and you're, you want to assign fault before we find out what it is, and that's not no, in I'm your just best going, I'm just going on. No, I'm just going on the probability because, as I said, when I took the car in, the transmission was working properly. Okay. All right. You're, you're, all right, Renee. Um, probability. Well, you've been around this business 39 years, right. a lot longer than him. Yeah. You what, would think what it might percentage, be, but, but yeah. What percentage of these relationships where, hey, you had my car yesterday and the tire blew out day after tomorrow, what percentage of those are ours? I'm not going to give you any hand signs. I'm going to turn my back to you. And, and you know better than, uh, you know as well as me, what's your percentage? I know. I'd say 25%. I would too. Okay. I, I'd even say less than that. Yeah, but I'll that's buy you 25%. Was, yeah. So, Walt, there you go. It's 25 based on our experience, and together we have 80 years of experience. Based on our experience, she says 25. I say it a little less, but I'll go with your 25. 25% of the time it's going to be related, 25% not. And what percentage of the 25% is in it is just we forgot to connect something. We sure. took a ground yeah. wire off and we didn't put it on. Yeah. So, again, I was working there. It's my mistake. Right. But anyway, thank you very much, Walt. I, and speaking of, of that kind of stuff, okay. I have something that I was going to talk about first hour, but I'm not going to now. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. A, a, a car goes into a shop. Okay, and the shop recommends a bunch of stuff. Okay, the shop recommends power steering hose, power steering flush. All the motor mounts are bad. The compliance bushings are torn and cracked. I hate that word torn. I hate that word cracked. It's good or it's bad. Do my technicians use the word cracked? No, they may have, but (laughs) you don't like it. That's That's for sure. Okay, power steering pump is bad. Third. $1,500. Okay. Valve adjustment because of mileage. Serpentine belt. Oh, it's in poor condition. 
cabin air filter, wiper blades, air filters, dirty spark plugs, $308. Fuel system, $296. And the air box bolts are broken for $30. Now, this customer was in this shop for quite some time. Okay. And the customer then decided to get a second opinion. She sent me both tickets. Okay. Okay? I'm going to read them to you. The power steering hose, not needed. Power steering flush, not needed. None of the motor mounts are bad. The compliance bushings are torn or cracked. Slight crack, no other symptoms. There's no clunking when you take off or stop. There's no alignment problem. There's no tire wear problem. It doesn't pull left and right. What they're saying is is the compliance bushings are old, okay. but there's no symptoms associated with them. So it's not that important. Power steering pump, there's a little wetness at the case, but certainly not in that wetness. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it's like perspiration on my forehead when I'm working in the barn. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what wetness is. It's not running down my face. It's just a couple of little bandy pieces of water. Okay. okay. Valve adjustment. No issues. No symptoms. No issues. Serpentine belt. Not needed. Not needed. Not needed. All right. So here's the deal. The first shop was $5,732 in repairs. The second shop said the bolts are broken on the air filter. So we're going to fix that. And we're going to resurface your rotors to get away from the vibration you had, which started this big thing. Oh, boy. Now, we got, I got back with the customer because I had the two work orders. And I called the customer and I said, how much time did it take you from the time you left the first shop to the time you get to the second shop and got your car done? Well, I was actively involved in maybe four hours. Okay. Okay. Take $5,700 and divide it by four hours. Yeah. Somebody's being paid $1,000 an hour. To go double check an estimate. More than, th- yeah. A $1,000 more. I'm not going to, I know, can't do the math that fast. Okay. And Gil's not prepping me in my <laughs> ear. He's not, he's not protecting me. So the bottom line is, is the lady say it cost her four hours right. of her life. Mm-hmm. And she spent, and, and the, by the way, it was $150 for the second repair shop to replace the broken air filter bolts and to resurface the rotors. Right. So $1,000 an hour. Can I emphasize that again? $1,000 an hour, yeah. the ladies. And it's unfortunate. We see we t- way too many of these. Well, I see a lot of them. Yeah. I see a lot of them. Yeah. There's, it's just one of those things. Okay, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. One more time. 602-508-0960. I got to tell you a funny story. A lady, I don't care. A lady calls in and she says, we used to have a doorbell, okay? And the doorbell means that, that Gil has a caller. Mm-hmm. And Gil, do you still have the doorbell? Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's the new doorbell. <laughs> so a lady writes me a really nice email and she says, our dogs, like everybody else's dogs, bark like crazy when they hear the doorbell ring. And she says, we love to listen to your show, but when you play the doorbell, our dogs start howling. I tell Renee... And you say, our dogs do the same thing, because yeah. they do. Right. Boy, you, you ring our doorbell, and the dogs will... So I say to Gil, Gil, we need to change the doorbell, because... And it's just one lady, but it is a valid thing. Right. Okay, Gil, give us the new doorbell. <laughs> so there you go. It's an air gun. Right. And the dogs don't know what an air gun is. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> so, not. Anyway, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half-Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark and Renee Salem at your service every Saturday right here from 10 until noon. Sometimes Renee here. Sometimes she's shopping. That's sometimes right. she's having her fingernails done. Sometimes I'd she's... I'd rather be doing that. Yep, no, I can understand I'm just that. Easy. Nevertheless, okay. <laughs> S&S Tires on the West Side. I'm proud that they're part of our network. I'm proud that they're part of our list of the best shops in Phoenix. They have three different locations, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. So they cover the West Side. They're in their second generation. And they've been around since 1976 on the west side. They have a complete comprehensive amount of tires where you can go in and you can say, look at my tires, look at the size, and give me three different prices, good, better, best, because I haven't decided whether I'm going to trade it in or not. They can do all of that. They can also look at your front tires to determine if you need any front end work. That's important for whoever's charged with that responsibility. And they can do alignments. They can fix anything that you've got with respect to tires and alignments and stuff like that. So if you're looking for any tire from wheelbarrows to tractors and everything in between, S&S Tire on the west side can help you out. Arthur, you're next. How can I help you? Hey, uh, good morning, and thank you for taking the call. You bet. Um, I, um, I, I talked to you a few months back. You gave me the name of a shop uh, up on Deer Valley. And I seventeen that I went to, I'm very pleased with. Okay. They just did. A, they just did a transmission flush for me uh, last week on a, uh, a 2010 Toyota Sienna. And uh, however, today I'm driving around, and I'm just listening to Walt uh, talk about you know, possible unrelated issues. And I you know this is unrelated. My um, 
radiator has gone bone dry. Uh, they had put a, uh, uh, a new cap on it a couple months back. Okay. Um, and it looks like there's some spraying of some sort, but I'm not sure that it's from the cap. It could be one of the feeder hoses up there. So, and I know just giving you a bunch of stuff to do a quick diagnosis. I'm sitting in the parking lot of an auto zone getting ready to buy, uh, you know, three gallons of uh, coolant. And, um, you know, what uh, my Toyota book says is to use a Toyota Super Long Life coolant, which, you know, is with a, a 50-50 water right. um, uh, mixture. And... Uh, so my concern is uh, I dumped this in if I've got a leak someplace or another is just going right out. So uh, one of the okay, reps, all right, uh, all right. Said something about putting a sealant, you know, no, leak. no, the kid doesn't know what he's talking about. That's a terrible idea. That's a okay. terrible idea. That is okay. stupid. That is just stupid. Um, look at tell the kid, ask the kid if he has a pressure tester. And go get five gallons of water and put it in the radiator. He'll plug his pressure tester onto the neck. He'll pump it up. Now, don't let him pump it up more than the cap pressure. So if the cap on top of the cap says 12 pounds, don't let him take it to 30. Okay? okay. So he goes to 12. When he puts pressure on your cooling system, the, the, wherever the squirt is, you'll see it. So okay. it's a water pump. It's a hose. It's a connection. It's a broken heater valve. It's something like that. You can leave there with water in your system until you can get it back to a repair shop. It's no big deal. Now, here's the deal. It could be a cap problem if they put the wrong cap on. But it's more than likely a leak that has been created. And I don't know why they put the cap on, but if they checked the cap and it held 6 pounds of pressure and released at 7, and it's supposed to be a 12-pound cap, then by increasing the pressure to the cooling system, we would have taxed the weakest link of the chain. So, mm-hmm. it, it, in, and, and I'm hoping that they put the cap on the floorboard of your car in the box so you have your old one and you can look at the new one and it says 12 pounds and you look at the old one and it says 12 pounds and we're home free. But just say to the three-whiskered kid, I'm not interested. And for as far as your coolant question, you can put anything you want in there. You can put an amber-colored, you can put Toyota if you want. But see, here's the deal. When Toyota, if Toyota says you have to use our coolant, they have to provide it for free. Just like when you buy a Eureka vacuum, if they say that you have to buy our vacuum bags, they have to provide it for free. Toyota's already been through this legal arena because they were telling everybody for 10 years that you had to use Toyota oil filters. Toyota oil filters are made by Champion or Wix. They're the same oil filter with different paint on it. So in your particular case, just fill it up with water. If he's got a pressure tester, pressure test it. If he doesn't, take it back to action and have them take a look at it. Here's the okay, deal. They, can't, they, can't re- they have to f- determine what it is before they know if it's their fault right. or not. Right. No, I'm not even yeah. uh, assigning any blame to them. But the biggest, uh, the biggest wrinkle in the cream is that I drive for Lyft, and um, so I'm out. This is... This is when I would be driving Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and I understand. So, you know, so I'm wondering. Uh, I have no. My gauges are still. You know, with uh, they're not. You know, blaring at me or anything like that. They're not even showing that it's even warm. Um, wait so, a minute. Wait a minute. You can't yeah. have. You said earlier the radiator is empty. Yeah. And you can't. Well. Okay. My, All right. Well, there's there's a problem here. I can't answer your question. I can't diagnose your car over the phone. Either either the the kid puts a pressure tester on it, or you take it someplace else, and you say, I've got a leak. How much will you charge me to pressure test the cooling system and tell me what the leak is? 
And second thing is, is once we determine the leak, can you fix it? How long will it take? That's what has to happen. And you're not talking about the the bottle, the the plastic bottle that you can see that's empty. Right. Is that right? It, 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 that's empty as well as it looks to me like the radiator itself is okay. pretty darn okay. dry. All right. So, so the cap was working because it sucked all the coolant. It had a leak in the cooling system. The cap vented. Otherwise, it opened up to draw the coolant out of the overflow jug. It put that in the radiator, and when that was exhausted, then the leak continued to a leak. So it's got an external leak somewhere to it, but the fact that it drew all the coolant out of the overflow tells you the radiator cap's working, Mm -hmm. because otherwise it would have just drained the radiator and left all that coolant in the overflow. But you still have to have somebody do it, and there's plenty of places on, you know, open on today. I would think people, yeah, yeah, they could be open on Saturday just for a pressure test. Yeah, just, you know, a chain store. You know, Sun Devil wouldn't be a bad place to stop by. uh, You know, that's that's really all I can tell you is I, I I know the people who own Sun Devil, I know they're pretty straight arrow people, so I, I, I think I would try there. Nevertheless, thank you very much for your call. Good luck to you. And if there is a question on whether it was caused by shop number one, then just have them write it on the ticket and make sure you gather up your old parts, and that will help you mediate this or ha- help you and the shop, shop A, which, which I think is action because he said it's I-17 in Deer Valley, which is mm-hmm. one of our shops. Right. Then that will help the other shop. I got the part, and this is what happened. Right. So, yeah. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Strictly Diesel does Strictly Diesel. They are die-hard diesel guys that live in a cloud of blue smoke and black smoke that smell a little bit funny, and they work on both domestic and foreign light diesel trucks. They're located up at I-17 in Deer Valley Road. I know Nate. I like Nate. I respect Nate. And Nate knows diesels. So if you have a problem and you want to talk diesels, Nate's your guy. You can stop by. Or you can send him an email. But he also has a website, and he sells parts for diesels, Chevy, Fords, and Chryslers. So if you're looking to hot rod your car, then you might want to check in on Strictly Diesel's website. But for normal maintenance and everything else, they're really good with diesels, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I'm Mark Salem. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more calls. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. How would you like to earn one, two, or perhaps $5,000 a month in passive mailbox money? Then here's an amazing opportunity for you. Actor Dean Kane, known as Superman and now real estate investor with the National Real Estate Network, are giving away their riches and flipping CD for free to anyone who calls now. They'll show you step-by-step how to create monthly cash and flip houses for huge profits in just 90 days. Call now and you will also receive four tickets to attend their free live riches and flipping event where Dean and his team are looking 
looking for a handful of people in your area to join their team. You do not need your own money and you do not need good credit. You just need to call right now. Call 1-800-578-0272 now to get your free CD. Call 800-578-0272 now and you'll get free tickets to a live training workshop with a free meal, a smartwatch, and a flash drive loaded with vital information. All free just for attending. Call 800-578-0272. That's 800-578-0272. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 I want to be When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We're going to take a break here in another eight or nine minutes, but 602-508-0960 is the phone number. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. During the break, Renee, my wife, says, well, what about sealers? And and I'm going to do as best I can to be nice to the callers. I, I probably was a little sharp with you, but sealers don't work. Okay. They don't fix uh, blown hoses. They don't fix a cracked radiator tank. They don't fix a water pump that's leaking. None of that is there. Now, you bring up a point that we have a sealer we use. Yes. We use a sealer when there's a head gasket blown. Mm-hmm. Now, that head gasket allows water to go into the cylinder most of the time, and then the water goes out the tailpipe, and there's steam, and it runs rough, and it overheats, and all that kind of stuff. We do. We have a sealer that we love, and we have been successful 99% of the time of fixing combustion leaks with that sealer. It's a different animal altogether. We have two pieces of metal that touch one another, and we're going to fill that gap mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in an environment that has 1,000 degrees. Yeah. So we're going to use that heat to turn this sealer into a ceramic, and then we're going to fix it. Now, 
You know Eddie, our, our yeah. lead technician. He put this sealer in, I don't know, 17 years ago, and he's driven back and forth to work, and he drives 50 miles round trip and blah, blah, blah. He holds the record for this. Right. But the question you, you should have asked me is, is, when do you use sealers? And I say, well, when we have a head gasket issue. Okay. Do you use it for anything else? No, we don't. Do you use air conditioning sealers? No. And if you use air conditioning sealers, you have to tell your shop, and I don't know of a single shop that's going to work on your air conditioning system if you tell them that the three-whiskered kid at one of these auto parts stores sold you on the idea of putting a sealer in your air conditioning unit. Yeah. Because your sealer is going to damage our equipment, and I'm telling you right now, our equipment is five to $10,000. Yes. One piece of equipment that evacuates, pulls your refrigerant out, pulls a vacuum on there, we helps us find the leak, restores the refrigerant, fills you up, it's an electronic dipstick, it does all that stuff, mm. your your stop leak will destroy our machines. And we'll know, and obviously, we're, we're gonna right, know right away. We're going to know right yep. then and right so there. So it's not like it's going to be a different car. And, and, and here's the deal. We have the filter that shows all your stop leak has just damaged our machine. Mm -hmm. So it depends. You know, if we've got customers that if they didn't tell us, we it, you know, they've been with us for 20 years, we probably would just say to them, you know, don't do this again. Yeah. But the idea is, is that the sealer in a cooling system is a huge waste of time. I didn't even know they made it, to be honest with you. I'd never heard of that before. And, and let me tell you what aggravates me the most. I go into those places every once in a while because I need a nut or a bolt or something like that. They have these big cans of refrigerant and sealer, yeah. and they sell them together. It's one in a can. So they tell you, you just take this, put it on, screw this here, and your air conditioning is fixed. Yeah, right. The chances of that being the case are about one in ten. Mm-hmm. That sealer is going to damage the compressor. The, and, and you have no idea if you're overfilling it or underfilling it. And today we deal in ounces. So if you've got a 16-ounce can with 16 ounces of, of sealer and Freon, there's no possibility you're going to come close to the sweet spot where you need to be with Freon. And so. overcharging is just as bad as undercharged. And if you overcharge, you blow the high-pressure switch off of it. And if the high-pressure switch doesn't blow off of it, then you're going to blow up the, co the coil, the clutch, the compressor, or you're going to blow up the evaporator or the condenser, or you're going to blow a hose because that's just silly. Well, yeah, it, but it doesn't, it doesn't always blow cold like oh, it should it, either. So. And it's not going to the sweet spot. Let's pretend the sweet spot is 30 ounces. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a sweet spot. If you're 10 up, your air conditioning is not going to work worth a darn. And if you're 10 down, then, and think about this, 10 down on on 30 ounces is a third low sure. or a third high. Right. So it's just a, you know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't go to you wouldn't go someplace and say to them, I need a quart of blood. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. So it's a, it's a, and and you wouldn't let anybody plug you into a blood machine and just kind of open the faucet until you felt better and shut it off. That's not how cars work. You wouldn't have somebody come and sell you 40 gallons of gas if you had a Honda that only holds 16. Mm -hmm. you, that, it, you just don't. And I'm not trying to drive you to any business. I'm not trying to s sell you something. I'm telling you that there's so many people out there that are predators, so many businesses out there that are predators. They recognize the worst scenario is, is I have to give you back $22 for this can of magic potion lotion that didn't fix your air conditioning. But there's 99 other people who bought it that didn't bring it back. So we have all of these magic lotions that we're going to put in your car and fix all this stuff. And they recognize that 
there's no risk. The risk and reward is way out of bounds. Mm-hmm. The the reward is so small. The reward or the I'm sorry. The risk is so small. The reward is so big. And now I'm going to get off. I think you just said it backwards, but that's okay. The risk is small. The risk is big, but the reward is small. So is that what around. you meant? <laughs> I no. don't know what the, you meant. From their point of view, oh, the see. risk is small. Only one out of a hundred cans are going to come back. You're right. But the reward is huge. There you go. Try to stay with me, okay? Okay. If you'd quit drinking a little bit sooner than 6 o'clock this morning, then yeah. we wouldn't have this then problem. we'd be good. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We talked about Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley. I'm real excited that he's part of our group because I've known him since 1980s, early 80s, and he opened his own shop in 1983. Tom is a great guy. He knows right from wrong, and he's one of them that sold us our very first engine analyzer, which people call scopes, and he was part of that process. And the one that he sold us has worked up until just recently, and finally it gave up the ghost, and we had to junk it because nobody makes parts for it, and this was back in the early 80s when we bought that thing. So we don't, we now today the scope, instead of this roll-around giant thing that looks like a... Um, an ice machine that's as big as some commercial ice machine. We have these little handheld things that are slightly bigger than your iPhone, mm-hmm. and we can talk to the to the computer and we can do fancy stuff with that. So Action Auto I-17 in the Valley, northwest corner. Tom's a good guy. He's got ASE Master Techs, and so if you live in that area, he serves Phoenix and Sunny Slope in the Deer Valley area. So. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Jim Ryan, General Manager of 960 The Patriot. We've partnered with Save the Children. Our campaign will be fighting severe acute malnutrition. We aren't feeding a starving child. We're saving a child's life. Treating severe acute malnutrition is not providing normal food. It's providing emergency therapeutic food. Here's the deal. I want to save 960 lives, and I need your help. $60 provides medicine for two children, 150 saves five. Rally with me and go to 960thepatriot.com for the phone number and click on the Patriot Saves 960 banner. This is the Terminator. Listen to America's money ace of the airways, Victoria McVeigh, here at 960 The Patriot. She's smart, savvy, and a serial entrepreneur. So grab your wine, whiskey, or Perrier and come play with Victoria McVeigh on Sundays at 8 p.m. She'll have you saying hasta la vista, baby, to your financial dismay. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, Visit DAV.org. 
Welcome back, everybody. Let's look at the clock here. 43 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're going straight to the phones. Tom, okay. you're first. How can I help you this morning? Yes, sir, Mark. I have a 2006 Duramax, and I'm getting ready to change all the hoses and stuff. Uh, do you recommend using the 50-50 uh, blend uh, antifreeze? You can. You can. Uh, I think you should use an amber-colored universal. I think it's a little cheaper because you're buying half water. When you buy a gallon of antifreeze at 50-50, you're buying a half a gallon of water. So if you have an old orange Home Depot bucket at home, you just buy, you know, a gallon and you put a gallon in it and put a gallon of water in it, put it in your radiator. And if you need more, then you put another half a gallon with a half a gallon of water and you end up with some unadulterated, undiluted coolant that you can put on your shelf and put that with a little bit of water in your overflow. But I'm just not a real fan of those diluted coolants because I think I think it's a sin to sell you half water and charge you almost for a gallon of coolant. That's what I think. Okay. Um, well, what if I just get uh, – I did re read on your website, uh, F&Q uh, section. Uh -huh. um, you did uh, not recommend uh, Desco. You know, I think you said the, the green stuff was – sufficient for that also correct well no there's different color coolants but we've got coolants for every car out there and it's crazy for a guy like me to think i'm going to be able to have 50 different colors of coolant but since you know this all started 10 years ago and in the last five years they've mm -hmm. come out with a an, a color the amber and amber is a universal coolant so that's what we're pouring we're pouring amber, and we've got the company behind it. It's a name-brand company. We're just putting amber in everything. And then that way everybody knows. But I can't – every color of the rainbow is, is, is involved in, in coolant, and I'm just not going to carry that many different colors. So there's been companies out there, there's more than one, that make a universal coolant, and it's amber in color. But if you want to use green, use green. It's just that you're going to have to change the green every 30,000 miles because green is the first one. So each one of them has a longer interval, but the amber one has, I don't know, one or two or three years. Okay. And it's like 50,000 miles, and you'll be fine. Okay? Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, Appreciate you, you, the help. You're welcome, Tom. Bob, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, I was at my car last week, and uh, I was just going slow off the drive, and it killed nothing. And I started it again. It worked fine for a few days. The other day, started it again, went, went down the road, and... And I slowed down a stop sign and just stopped again. Ever since then, it's been running fine. Okay. Just well, whenever just, whenever you have an engine that dies, it's because of spark or fuel. So that's the first thing that we have to determine. Now there are other things that are not as predominant as spark or fuel. So I have a plugged fuel filter. I have a weak fuel pump. I have an intermittent cam sensor. I have an intermittent crank sensor. Um, I've got a, a bad mass airflow sensor. And even to the point that the EGR valve is sticking open. But okay, there's nothing you can do now. Oh, this is a 91 car, so I don't know if I have all that stuff. You yes, you, yes, you do. Well, you may not have a cam and crank sensor, but you've got a distributor with a pickup assembly, and the pickup oh, yeah. assembly does the same function as a cam and, cram, cam and crank sensor. So the crank sensor tells it where number one, or actually the crank sensor shows all the different cylinders, but the cam sensor tells it when to start counting. One eight four three six five seven two. What in the cam sensor says, oh, there's one, and then the computer can count from there. But in, in, until it gets worse and, and easier to find, then you're going to be guessing, 
And I can tell you right now that I can guess with everything possible, and I know I'll get it, but just write me a check for $1,000 in advance. Okay. Yeah, or what about a yeah, corroded battery cable? Or no, but a, he a, said it restarted. Okay, but He's, I mean if you jolted it and it, then it got a better, no. a better, it wouldn't do that? No. Oh, no. come on, Mark. No, I, I'm sorry, Mrs. Salem. <laughs> but no, he, I listen carefully what they say. He yeah. says it restarts. Okay. So it can't be a battery starter issue. No, I meant no, not a battery. It's a new battery. Okay. okay, if it's not connected I, good. No, no. Yeah. And, and if that were the case, his headlights would be varying in intensity. They'd be dim, and sometimes yeah. they'd be, uh, and then he'd smell sulfur as his battery was overcharged because the connection was bad. Then more than likely the trunk lid would pop open and shut all by Very itself. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't drive the car much. That wouldn't have anything to do. How, I, how, how, how much is a fuel filter? Um, I don't know. Probably depends on where it's at and and the kind of car you have. I would say that you're probably on the low side, sixty-five, seventy dollars. Yeah. On the high side, a hundred. Yeah, I was going to say under a hundred. Yeah, for if sure. it's a fuel injected car, the fuel filter is very expensive. And but here's the deal: the fuel filter is going to cause you this. I'm doing 63 miles an hour on the freeway, and I and I'm fine, and I do I can't do 65. So the fuel filter is so plugged up that it gives me enough fuel to do 63, but I can't do 65. So I don't know that a fuel filter is a good guess unless you get out on the freeway. And if you get out on the freeway and you can do 75 miles an hour, or like my wife, 100 miles an hour, then it's not going to be the fuel filter. I haven't had the car over 40 miles an hour for years. Well, that changes things. <laughs> there you go. Maybe That's... take it on the freeway and no, no, blow you... it out. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't drive my car much. Just okay. down to Walmart and back. All righty. Who does your repair? Do you have a shop that you like? I was going to ask you, I have got screwed on a couple of them. Do you have anybody uh, out in Apache Junction or East Mesa? Yeah, sure. Thompson's Auto Repair. Thompson's Auto okay. Repair, Stapley and Main. Stapley and Main, Southeast I went, I, went, I, I went down there one time. Okay. okay. You didn't like and, it? Uh, well, I had a noise, and he said he didn't hear it. And he said, just keep driving a tow. Well, this is the same, same thing I told you at the very beginning of this call. But here's the deal. If you were my customer, I would say, sit, sit your butt down right there, Bob. I'll be back in 20 minutes. And I would take that car out there, and I would rattle that motor and decarbonize that motor. And I'd give you the keys back and say, no charge. And then I would have at least a 30% chance of fixing your car based on the fact that you hardly go over 40 miles an hour. I'm going to take the horse out and run it and exercise it, and it's going to have a lot better wind when I hand you the keys back. But if you've just drive, driven 40 miles an hour, that thing's got so much carbon in it that if you throttle up hard on an entrance ramp on the freeway, they may think some airplane crashed because of all the carbon <laughs> that comes out of the tailpipe. I, so. I did that about a year, more than that, a year ago. So I had a problem with my car, and you told me to do that, and I did it, and that fixed it. Okay, I, let's I do it again. What, let's do it yeah, Sunday morning, yeah, I, get on the freeway. Sunday morning, yeah. get on the freeway. Look around. There's no policeman. You just stick that thing to the floor and don't let go till you hit 70. And then get off at the next ramp and do it again. And look behind you, and when the smoke clears and the black carbon's gone, and when you throttle up hard and there's no more James Bond smoke coming out of the back, then we'll wait another year. But I'll tell you what. Here's my offer to you, Bob. Bring it over. My wife will decarbonize that thing in no time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. 
You've got to call and see if I'm here. I don't don't even think I hit 40 miles an hour ever. Oh, boy. It's carboned uh, up. Just just have them go drive it. That's all, Bob. Just just take it someplace and just say, you know, I think it might be carboned up a little bit. Tell them you don't go over 40 miles an hour, and and they're going to take it out and just kind of roughhouse it a little bit. It won't hurt it, and it'll be fine. But i got to move on. But thank you, thank you, Bob. Let's go to Dennis. Dennis, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Uh, hey, listen, I got an O2 Corvette, and one of the daytime running lights was out, so I, I replaced both of them with LED ones because I was uh, up underneath there, and I figured, why well, if I do one, I might as well do both. And they both work fine, but uh, when, I, when I use it as a turn signal, they go so fast, it's almost like a strobe. Well, I, I don't know that I've ever seen daytime running lights on turn signal switches. Yeah, so, well, they, they're, they're on all the time when you, as soon as you turn the car on. And then also when you, uh, you know, go to make a turn, they're, they're, they, they do both. Okay, well, if it's a twin filament bulb in there that handles the signals as well as the daytime running lights, then you had to put a twin filament or a LED that has two contacts in it as well. Well, um, well, yeah, and, the, and that one, and the, the old one, you can tell, but now the LED one, uh, I could have maybe just got the wrong one. Well, I, a, you could have, but you just, do you still have the old bulbs? Yeah, I think I do. Okay, look at the bottom of the bulbs. There's either going to be one lead dot or two lead dots. That's on well, the bottom. Well, no, they're, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the lengthwise, uh, you snap them in. Okay, I, I can't fix your car over the phone, but but I I I am I'm, I'm telling you I I've been wrong before, but I I don't know of of a car that has the turn signals on the daytime running lights. I I just don't know that. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Daytime running lights are not supposed to be flashing. The daytime running yeah, lights well, are on white all the time. So yeah, well I'm, these I'm are confused. on yellow all the time. Okay, all right. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Well, maybe he's just calling it by the wrong name. He is calling it okay. by the wrong okay. name. Maybe, if they're yeah. yellow, they're okay. turn signals. Okay. Right? Their daytime okay. running lights are white. So, okay. yeah, he, he's he's wrong. Okay. And th- that's what I was trying to drive home is is that it's two different circuits, and I'm, I'm confused about that. And then okay. I laid the groundwork in case somebody wanted to call me on it. I said I've been wrong before. Right. But if it's yellow lens, if it's an amber-colored lens, it's a turn signal. Okay. And, yes, LEDs will not pick up a turn signal. So you can't put an LED where an incandescent is is because the amp draw of the LED is so quick and so fast that you can't even see them flash. So, so he has to go back to incandescent. That might be the yeah. problem. Okay. All righty. Well, anyway, thank you very much. And you know what? What? We're almost all the way to the end of the story. Do you have any stories for us um, that happened last week that you were a part of? Other than at the, you know, if you're at the mall or something. I'm talking about car-related stuff. No, I don't have any. Any at all? No. Okay, well, um, I, re- I was with someone the, not too long ago, and we were driving their car, and I was sitting in the, in the shotgun seat. And as we're going down the highway, and we were on our way up to Heber, the, there was a vibration, kind of a significant vibration. And I said, um, d- this, this doesn't have a really good ride, <laughs> because I didn't want to. I said, it doesn't have a really good ride. Have you noticed? No, not at all. I said, well, it has a terrible vibration. Well, how do you know that? Well, we, we, because as we go, when we talk, it sounds like this. 
and the, the seat of my pants was just, and, and I'm thinking, all right, we're already doing 70. And if one of those rear tires blows out, I hope he can gather this thing up before we start rolling down the highway sideways. Okay. And he's a good friend of mine. So I said, you know what? Let's just pull off the side of the road and let's just kind of look. So I said, now, I'm going to get out, but before I get out, give me your wallet. And he goes, why? And I says, because so I don't you want you to take off. Yeah, yeah, so you won't take off on me. So I'm going to go to the back of the truck, and you're going to drive forward, and I'm going to look at the two back tires to see if there's a tread separation. So he does, and there is. <laughs> Boy. And so I said, well, we can go to Heber, and we'll probably get back to Payson, but we're just not going to do 70. Yeah. We're just going to slow it down a little bit. We're going to kind of let our speed control that vibration. So when we get back, then we're, you're going to have to take it and, you know, get another tire. Because, I mean, I'm not paying for your tire. So he's on his way back, and um, he says, um, you noticed I bought lunch. And I said, I did. I noticed. Thank you. I said, I said, thank you, too. And he goes, I bought lunch because I got the car guy in my truck, and he just <laughs> diagnosed a problem I didn't even know I had. I said, how can you miss that? Right. How can you? Well, this guy sits in a saddle all day long. Okay. So he's not used to 70 miles an hour and spinning tires and all that other kind of stuff. He can probably tell in a saddle if the horse has got something wrong with his mouth or it's got gas or something like that. Or but one on of the a, when, feet is, needs to be trimmed or if, whatever. Or, or if, he's got, if the horse is lame or yeah. something like that. But it's just not one of those things that on the car side that he's just you know kind of in tune to. Right. And I'm, when we got back to Payson, and he finally took me home, I made him buy like me a case of beer, <laughs> and uh, and then he called me back and said he wanted the case of beer back because the tire was really expensive. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> no, anyway. So if you have a question on a car question, I'm available through email, and my email is mark at marksalem.com. You, that's also our website, marksalem.com. There's lots of FAQs there. And they're in categories. And you've heard people on the radio show said, I read your FAQ. Mm-hmm. We have lots of nifty information. For instance, there's an FAQ in there that if your car won't crank over, so you hit the key and it clicks, or you hit the key to try to start the engine and it, there is no noise, or if it clicks, or if it cranks over real slow, instead of, I cover all of that. And we, we are constantly rewriting the FAQs, trying to broaden the appeal as well as broaden the information. Sure. So we're yeah. trying to cover, it's hard to cover 1950, 60, 70 cars in the same classification as from uh, up until about 96. And then 96, we've got every 10 years, we've got a major change. Mm-hmm. So it, it, we went to electronic ignition in 74, 75, and 76. That was a big stop. We went yeah. to fuel injection in the early 90s. Yeah. And then after that, it, everything's kind of blown Or just up. like that coolant that's something new that we didn't have before or whatever and they can also find the best car repair shops in phoenix on there under best car repair shops and go buy mechanical diesel you know uh paint and body and if you don't have a shop if you got a shop and you're happy with them and they like you and you like them and you've always been happy with them then stay there right i'm not trying to take you away from a shop you're happy with but if you don't have a shop, then geographically you can go on our website and click the best, the word best there, best, best shops, and we'll take you to a, a place that you can look around and see. And we've got paint and body, like Renee said, paint and body, transmission, um, mechanical, diesel, stuff like that. And tires. Yep. And tires, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got all that. But my email address, in case you want to take issue with something I said or counsel me about some of the things I do say, or if you just want a regular, have a conversation, give me your phone number and uh, and we'll talk whenever we can. I'll see you next Saturday. God bless you. Wear your seatbelt. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.